Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Well, good evening, CFL fans. It's a little bit of a um, gong show here at the moment as blog talk is being, well, it's being blog talk because we have been trying to get uh, CJ on the line for the last 10 minutes or so, and it's not working well. But as they say in show business, and I guess we technically uh, count as show business, the show must go on. So that's what we're going to do, and hopefully maybe we can get in touch with CJ, maybe not. Uh, we've been trying, uh, but it hasn't been working. So, anyways, uh, good evening and welcome to the show tonight. Charles Cliff talking here uh, from my personal studio here in Abbotsford, B.C. Uh, welcome to Let's Talk CFL, episode number 495. We're getting close to that big number 500. Well, five weeks away, so... I can't believe we've been on for five weeks. Sorry about the phone there. We're just going to do this here. Uh, Well, we've got phones ringing, so that's always a good sign, or maybe it's not a good sign. I don't know if it's a good sign or a bad sign. Well, the call dropped, so it's a bad sign because we still don't have CJ. But we do have Will McDonald on the line here, so we're going to have to bring him in here, so I'm not sitting here rambling to myself. Don't know if CJ's going to make it on tonight or not. Um, he's having some issues with his phone. I'm not sure exactly what the um, issue is, but maybe we'll be able to get it figured out and maybe not. But we do have Will. He'll be able to come on. So let's uh, bring in Will. Good evening, Will. Good evening, Will. I just thought I'd scare you for five seconds that it wasn't on. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, that was should, not funny at all. Off. I thought it was Okay, that's funny. good. Anyway, no, well, anyway. I'm thinking here, uh, am I doing this solo tonight? Because first thing we look at him, and uh, I'm going to have to talk for two hours by myself. Which, by myself. You know, I could, pro- I could probably do it, but uh, you know what? I don't think people would enjoy that all that much. People, and this blog talk thing is confusing me because... And this blog talk thing is confusing me because it's showing that CJ is on the line, though, when he's not. So it's kind of confusing. Oh, Oh, now you're there. He appears. You finally took your phone off of mute or what? I figured it out. Oh, I didn't figure it out. I got online, so I'm not going to try to figure it out. I am not going to fuck with it. I'm just going to continue. Are we okay with that? We're yeah, okay. that would be good. Like, I called you like eight times, and it just did the same thing over and over again. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. And uh, we tried a few different things, and I figured something out. I, I think it was a weak Wi-Fi signal. I'm not sure. But anyhow, we're here, okay? So does that mean we continue on? So it must. I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 the only thing I want to rant about right now is a fucking piece of shit that blog talk is but um doesn't do anybody any good because they're not going to do it 
So uh, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? Let's talk about some football because that's kind of what's going on. So, Charles, how are you doing? You, you survived this? You're okay? You, you, I didn't stress right, good. too much? Oh, no, no, no. I was okay. ready to do it if you were there or not. So we're good. Well, that's good. I'm glad yep. to hear that. I'm glad that, 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 you know, if I get hit by a bus or something that you guys can keep going and at least until my MasterCard dies and you don't have the show anymore. But that you've got sense. the logins. Both of you have got the logins, so you can always go in and change the, the credit card numbers, and you can continue on. Yeah. Mine logs in I don't have the login. So. I don't have login anymore. you got to re-give it to me so I can make sure that I can do this if anything happens. Because guess what, CJ? I do have a MasterCard, too. So it works. What's that? I said I do have a MasterCard as well. It works. Oh, okay. So, well, you could put it in all there good. if you want. I don't mind. Okay. But I just thought maybe, you know, you're independently wealthy, so, and your your wife doesn't track your bank account like mine does, so, just saying. Yeah, yeah well, she, no, she does not. No, I, I, I kind of so. track hers. And yeah, it does okay. me no good at all, because I can't say a thing about it, because she'll just slap me. Yeah. I get that. So, I get that. Anyhow. Anyhow, so what we're I gonna did, do? Do I, I start did. over, or do we keep going, or what? What do you from now, man? Because this has been. Well, no, I was let's, gonna. Let's, let's just do it. Christopher, I was gonna say you would have appreciated this. Charles asked me to come on, and I was silent for about twenty seconds. He thought yeah, he was gonna have I, to I heard the himself, end of that. Okay? I thought that was pretty funny. Anyways, just saying. It was very funny. I was laughing. <laughs> I don't okay. think he was, but that's okay. No. Um, but I'm pretty sure Charles so did could you talk do a for two hours show? himself. Sorry to kind of go ahead. You can do it. Did you do any yeah, intro me. on this, Charles? Or? Yeah, he did. Not really, because, I, well, a little bit, of, yes, a little bit. I mean, the, the intro did play through, but then I was just kind okay. of rambling about how I wasn't able to get in touch with you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, let's let's do this. This is the Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 495. We're five more away from 500, guys. Five shows from 500. Wow, pretty cool. Uh, we'll do. We'll get there before Labor Day. So that's pretty exciting. Yep, that's true. Uh, yeah, and uh, so uh, yes, I'm I'm coming to you from the cab of my F-350 like I normally do, and that's a wonderful thing. I got the air conditioning on and my feet on the dash and. Just kind of hanging out. I'm looking at my wounds on my knee right now. It's uh, they're healing up quite nicely. Swelling is still too big, but oh well, shit happens. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot that happened in the CFL since last game, since the games last weekend, and yeah. we have not yet had opportunity to talk about any of it, and we are going to do that tonight at length. So that's a wonderful thing. And I'd like to deal, leave anything to do with Marino until after we talk about all the games. Is that okay with you guys? Well, yeah, we typically do that anyway. So, but yeah, I know that's fine with me. It's going to be really hard not to say anything about it during the game, during the thing, but we're, we're, we're going to do it anyhow. Um, so we're going to go over last week's picks. I'm still kind of fucked up with Sparky and his spreadsheets. I, I, I worked on them and worked on them, and I couldn't get them to do what I wanted them to do. So 
maybe he could just send me a PDF with like 16 font, font number 16, not 11, okay? Not those young punk eyes, Sparky. You might be able to see font size 11. I can't. I want 16 or bigger. I prefer 20. Okay, so anyhow, the first game last week, because there was only three games, was Calgary into Edmonton. Okay. Uh-huh. That it just it we I just my echo just went away. How did that happen? I don't know, but it is gone. I I had an echo too, but it's gone too now. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Maybe we'll put his thing on mute, and I don't know why that would do that. But anyhow, uh, Calgary into Edmonton. Uh, the 49ers just kind of mollywopped Edmonton. Uh, it, it was it was not even a game. It was nothing about a game. Uh, I'm not even sure it was football, but um, it was two points for the Calgary Stampeders, that's for sure. Chris Jones is is challenging me in in all aspects of what he's doing over there. Now, granted, his new little stud quarterback, Trey Smith, got injured on, what, the fourth or fifth play of the game or something like this? Very early, yep. And he was gone for the game, and we don't know for how long. Obviously, he's gone for the next game because they put Cornelius Fudge in as the uh, quarterback. Come on. It was a little bit of a joke. Did, did you know who that is? I don't. Oh. I was wondering who that was. Cornelius Fudge? He's the, he's the minister of magic in Harry Potter. Okay, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan personally. I've really? seen a couple of the movies, really? but I, I don't. I, I don't know. I just never got into it. Uh, they are actually they're probably the the best written piece of literature that I've ever read. Read. Uh, J.K. Rawlings is amazing at writing books. She is fabulous. Uh, there's a lot of authors out there that are really famous and can't write worth shit. She can, she can write. It's they're they're absolutely awesome books. So anyhow, you should have read the chance, book first. Sure. Oh, way better, way better than the movies. Oh, okay. Books are way better than the movies. Always are. Every all, all books are better than the movies. That's anyhow. True. So what is it? Taylor Cornelius is the guy's name, right? Yeah, Taylor Cornelius. Am I correct? Yes. Taylor Cornelius is going to be the starting quarterback for the Edmonton Eskimos. So, after Tracy Smith got injured, um, what's his name? Nick Arbuckle came in and played the remainder of the game and did absolutely nothing. So, at the end of this game, they <laughs> traded him to... They're like, we're getting rid of you. For a, for a bag of hammer handles. We're getting rid of who? Will? We didn't get rid no, of no, 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 like, no, 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 no. The, the, the elk said they got rid of. Uh, they got rid of. Um, oh yeah, it, of it, He's gone. And and what did they get? They got a fourth round draft pick for him. Might as well have got a bag of hammer handles or footballs or something because it was basically worthless. Um, yeah, I know. What's his name? Nuts were. Uh, 
Tom Brady got taken in the seventh round or something, didn't he? Uh, anyhow, not the point. Uh, yeah, this was just a brutal game. It was it was just an absolute molly whopping. Uh, Calgary did nothing wrong. They just kept playing football. Uh, I, I don't know how you can look good when you're playing Edmonton. I think everybody's going to look good when they're playing Edmonton. And you know what? I, I respect Chris Jones as a coach, not so much as a GM, but as a coach. I at, at the beginning, I thought he was just throwing games away so that he could, you know, figure out what player he wants in what position. Like, like he was an extended preseason, so to speak. But, you know, we're in week six now. If you don't get your shit together, you're, you're, you're looking at the backside of the playoffs, that's for sure. And if they're going to have to move, win a lot of games to get ahead of Saskatchewan to make that crossover. I mean, it can be done, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, don't have a lot of faith in, in Edmonton right now. Uh, what was your take on the game there, Charles? Uh, well, it was uh, men against boys, really. I mean, first of all, this game took forever to play because they kept having uh, weather, uh, like lightning delays and stuff like that. So it was really um, yeah, it was a long game. It took forever to play. And when they were playing, it wasn't much of a game. It was pretty much one-sided uh right from the beginning and it got worse and uh sometimes you hope when uh, a team's getting beaten and then they get a long weather delay that maybe they can use that to their advantage but honestly Edmonton was worse after the um <laughs> after the weather delay so it really was not a good game it wasn't competitive at all it was a really good team against a really bad team and normally when that happens uh, it gets a blowout, and once again, Edmonton gets blown out. Not quite to the extent that they got blown out in week one by BC, but pretty damn close. So uh, close. there's nothing nothing um, encouraging about this whatsoever for uh, Edmonton. And Calgary, I mean, you didn't really have a whole lot of uh, resistance. It was almost like a glorified scrimmage for this team because – they, quite frankly, just walked all over them. 100%. Okay, Will, take your thing off mute right now and go ahead and tell us what you thought about your team killing Edmonton. Well, I expected them to kill Edmonton. Um, to be honest Will with it. you, I only, to be honest with you, I only watched the first half because there was the rain delay right after the first half. And it was 9 o'clock, and I can't stay up late at night because it got delayed for an hour. So I went to bed, and then the next morning I got up, and I didn't set my TVR for the second half of the game. So I did see highlights, and the second half was no different than the first half. Calgary dominated. Edmonton was horrible. I don't think Nick Arbuckle is as bad as we think he is, but I think that team is as bad as we think it is. And I am shocked by that because... At the very least, Chris Jones usually has a a good defense, and he obviously doesn't have yeah. that. He doesn't have a good yeah. offense. He doesn't have good special teams. He doesn't have a lot of anything. My big question is, this week, we know Cornelius is the starting quarterback. Who's the second string? 
Anybody know? Well, yeah, it would have to be the other guy that's there. Um, he's he's hurt. Yeah, no, they have somebody else. <laughs> okay. They had a third quarter. They had a third quarterback in the game the other night, and it wasn't Taylor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His name was Salisbury or sort of something. I I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, that's right too. I know who you're talking about. Okay. That's who the second. So they do have a. They, they had. They literally. They. I think they have five quarterbacks. Yeah. Five quarterbacks on the team and five in a house somewhere. So. Yeah. And maybe. Like that. I, I've heard rumors that he's bringing in. Uh, um. Uh, what's his face? The receiver. Come on, help me here. He was a receiver. Uh, and quarterback. You bring Duran Carter, corner, Duran Carter in to play quarterback as well. Oh. So you never know. No, 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 no. So, um, they, has he even been who, playing? No. 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 Uh, but he is he is signed no. to the Elks, right? He, yeah, he's, he's on, on the, the roster. roster. That's why I ask if he's been playing or not. I don't think he's been playing. Is he hurt or is he just? Not I have playing? not heard his name this year. Not since he no, signed. I haven't either. Neither have I. You've heard Manny Arsenault's name he... more than you've heard Deron Carter's. Oh, yeah. Manny's playing. Not well, well he but is. he's playing. What am I sitting on? Oh, there it is. Okay. Something uncomfortable. Okay, so, uh, yeah, not much more to say about this game, so let's get to the the juicy parts. The final score was forty-nine to six, and it was forty-nine to three at one point, wasn't it? Didn't they just score the last three points late in the game or something? Because it was embarrassing. I believe something right like that. Yeah. Yeah, Edmonton got three points in garbage time. Ooh, whoopee! Yep. Uh, so yeah, most embarrassing. Uh, so total fifty-five points for the for the two teams. Charles, you took Calgary at 47. You got 126. Will, you took Calgary at 52. Good call, buddy. Uh, 136. CJ called uh, 40, Calgary at 42. So we uh, 116. And then uh, the Rudy guy who came in late with his scores uh, almost nailed it at 57. Uh, up by two points, 138. Good job, Rudy. Too bad you missed the entire previous week where you'd actually be you'd have good score uh anyhow uh the third the second game the second game was one that we're going to talk the most about this week but it was ottawa and saskatchewan charles are you hearing the echo because if you are i will can you mute i'm hearing a little bit of one i don't i don't hear Let's see. Okay. Did you yeah, mute him? Yeah, I don't him? hear an echo. I didn't mute him, no. Yeah. But I'm not hearing the okay. echo anymore, that's for sure. No, the echo went away. So, Will, if you're controlling your mic, you come on in whenever you want. Yes, yeah, cool. But I appreciate this. Thank you. Uh, so the second game was the Ottawa Red Blacks into Regina to play the Rough Riders. And this game got ugly. And... Ottawa didn't really 
put up much resistance, in my opinion. Uh, they played a decent game of football, but it wasn't that good. It wasn't spectacular, and it certainly wasn't enough to keep up with the Rough Riders. So I believe Ottawa was the best team in the East last week, and that did if they can barely keep – they can't keep up with Saskatchewan, there isn't an Eastern mm-hmm. team out there worth a pinch of coon shit. So – they're just not. And, and Ottawa is not as strong this week as they were last week. They lost their quarterback for the season. Uh, I'm saying it the season because I can't see it being anything else. Uh, so, yeah, it was a, a – there was just a lot of dirty shit going on in this game. None of it was good. And, uh, Will, come on in. You talk about this game first. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, you know what? Um <laughs> It was a pretty unspectacular game as far as I was concerned. Um, Saskatchewan looked good, but they're playing Ottawa, and uh, I don't, I still don't. And regardless of how good they are, I'll never say that Saskatchewan's good. Cody Fajardo had an okay game, but Ottawa kind of stunk the place out. To be honest with you, they just didn't seem to be into it, and uh, they didn't look good. They just didn't look good. So, I mean, I hate when Saskatchewan wins, as always, right? So do we all. Yeah. Um, I hate when, yeah. when people think Cardi, Cody Fajardo is a good quarterback, because he's not. Um, but, hey, they won. And, and you know, there's a whole bunch more I want to say about this game, but we'll do that later. We're really talking about three different plays in this game that were late in the game. So that's what we're going to focus on later on. But the rest of the game really was insignificant, in, in, in my opinion. Yes. yes. Oh, the echo's gone. Well, you can. Yeah, it around. is. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm muted now. Okay. Now Char- I'm not muted. Char- yeah, there's just no, there's no echo. I'm not hearing it, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Charles, what's your take on this game? It was kind of a sloppily played game. Neither team really looked good. Um, the Riders, you know, they, they had the lead most of the time, but they weren't, like, blowing them out. They weren't running rough shot over them. Ottawa was just kind of hanging around. They weren't getting blown out, but they had chances to come back in this game and lead this game. They just didn't take them. And then once, of course, Mazzoli goes down with the injury, any chance of them coming back, because they weren't super far down. They were still somewhat in reach when that happened. But once he went down, that was pretty much the end of the ball game. So, um, And then, of course, it all deteriorated into hell. We're going to go into that a little bit later. But, um, yeah, I mean, just every team in the East right now looks just so mediocre. I mean, they look like they're only going oh. to win games against teams in their own de- in division because they, it just seems once they come up against anyone in the West, they get clobbered. So it's uh, not uh, – the East is not strong at all. To say they look mediocre is really a push, Charles. That's probably generous. Yeah, yeah. I the, think the East, looked like cr- the East looked like crap. Let's put it like that. Yeah, that's probably yeah, more they, accurate. Yeah, hundred percent they do. They, they, they look like shit. Mm-hmm. 
There's there's no no two ways about it. You can't sugarcoat that one. It they just look like shit. This year actually and we're looks get almost. It might be a little early, but this one actually looks and kind of feels like we could get the crossover and have an all West Grey Cup because quite frankly, these Eastern teams just look lousy. Well, if you if and I understand what you're saying. But let's look at the Western teams right now with the, the, the four that are, are actually playing football, which are Winnipeg, Calgary, BC, and Saskatchewan. There's not an Eastern team that can beat them. No, no Eastern team's gonna be no Eastern team's gonna be any of those guys. Yeah, they're, they're just not not the way things are going. And uh, you know what? Mm. That would be fun. That, I, I would love to see an all-West Grey Cup because it, it, it really could happen. All-West, all yeah, all-West, sorry. Um, so the final score on this was Saskatchewan 28, Ottawa 13. So that was 41 total points. Charles took Ottawa at 49. You're off by eight, so you got 26. Uh, Will, Will, you took Ottawa with 36. You are off by five. Is that right? Yeah, you're off by five. Uh, you got no points for the thing, so you got 32 points. CJ took Ottawa as well at 42. I absolutely can't. Oh, I came with one. I, sorry. I was out by one point. I got 40 points. And uh, Rudy picks Saskatchewan. I don't, what a, he's not really a Bomber fan, is he? I, I don't believe he's a Bomber fan. A, he doesn't pick the Bombers all the time, and B, he picks Saskatchewan. Um, yeah. He picks Saskatchewan at 53. He was off by 12. He gets 118. The third game and final game, because there was only three this week, uh, was Winnipeg 43. Oh, sorry. Winnipeg came into BC. They were both undefeated teams. Winnipeg was 4-0. BC was 3-0. Uh, we had a lot of faith in uh, BC Lions coming forward into this game, but that did not materialize quite the way that we wanted. The first three uh, series of this no. game, BC was down 21 points, 21 nothing. There was a kickoff return for touchdown. There was an interception that went in for a touchdown. And then what was the third thing? It was, was it another interception or something else? It's just like Winnipeg just put the ball in the end zone. It was pathetic. It's like 10 minutes into the game, and they're down by 21 points, and it didn't get any better. I mean, I, I respect the Lions for the way they continue to play, and that, that kid, what are they calling him, Kid Canada now? Uh, Nathan Rourke. Here comes the echo back. What, what did you do different, Will? Not a thing. Any, anyhow. Um, Not a thing. Wow, that's kind of weird. Um, and I hear no echo so whatsoever. It's only when I talk, and then it comes back like almost 10 seconds later. It, it says exactly what I said. So if it's not happening, it's not happening. It, it's kind of gone again, so I'm okay with that. Uh so Winnipeg dominated this game right off the bat. But like I said, Nathan Rourke kept playing. I mean, he threw a 61-yard touchdown strike. I mean, that's not a person who's given up. He played football to the final whistle, and he honestly believed that he could do it. 
and uh, like good on him. But he ended up with three interceptions on the night, which was not good. Two. Gave Winnipeg. Was it only two? I thought he, he did another only one two. in the third or in the fourth. There was okay. one, but that was thrown uh, by Michael O'Connor. Ah, uh, okay, 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 okay. That's what it was. Um, where was I going with this? I don't know. It just it, he just kept coming back. If you kept giving Winnipeg a short field, when Winnipeg gets a short field, Zach Caleros is going to put the ball in the end zone. That's just a fact. Okay, so yeah, it, it was not not a good game. I mean, it was a good game. It wasn't a bad game. Uh, it, it, it sucks when you get behind for no real fault of your own, but it was it, it wasn't good. And, you know, there's a bunch of people saying there was a hold on that opening kickoff. It should have been called back. But I'm not going to play that fucking game. You know what? Nope. Special teams are supposed to stop this guy. And he, they didn't. And I'm not going to whine and cry about a penalty. Good game for the Bombers. I'm happy for them. Honestly, believe that this is one of the best things that could have happened to BC because they got their first loss over with. They got themselves smacked aside the head and they got a bye week in here so that they can think about what happened. And I almost don't want the bye week. They should have been able to come back out and fight like hell, but they're going to do that next week and God help Hamilton because BC's going to be pissed off. So Charles, your team, you're you're at the game. I was. Needless to say, I was very disappointed at how it went because uh, literally um, the season, the uh, it seemed like the Bombers took back the opening kickoff for a touchdown, and that really rocked the Lions right off because they were not. it took them forever to get back. They they were back on their heels right from the word go. And yeah. by the time pretty much most people were in their seats, they were down 21 nothing. And to be down 21 nothing against a team like the Bombers is not in the least a recipe for success. Um, so they really had um, – they tried to come back. Hey, they tried their damnedest uh, – yeah, the Lions did the back-to-back touchdown drive late in the first half, and they made the 24-point lead down to 10. But the Bombers were just too strong. They were just too um, uh, they're too dominant team. And they, when they get on a roll, they are like a um, they're a machine. And um, there was no chance they were uh, not coming. That the Lions were really going to come back. They tried their best, but it. It was really a um, it was really a um, a lost cause right from the word go by that time. So, uh, so yep. Do you remember? Do you remember first week of the year? Uh, Hamilton was up. I think it was the first week. Was up twenty four nothing on Calgary. Yep. Right. And. And Calgary came back and absolutely stormed on them. That might have been the second week. And actually stomped on them really badly. 
and ended up winning the game. And everybody's going, oh, my God, how did Hamilton blow a 24-point lead? Well, mm-hmm. if BC was playing Hamilton and was down by 24 points, they would have come back and beat them in that game. But it was because they were that. playing the Bombers. They were not able to come back and beat them. It was just mm-hmm. it was it was just too it was unsurmountable insurmountable insurmountable. It was a big hill to climb, and the Bombers are just they're a good team. Let's just face facts. Bombers are they the best in the league? That's yet to be decided, but they are one of the powerhouses without question. They're in the top three, and uh, yeah, well, shit happens. Okay, I'm going to open Will's mic. I closed his mic for a bit because I don't know what he was making lots of noise. Sorry, Will. Uh, you okay. Imagine, what do you think of this game? Well, I mean, if anybody expected any kind of a different outcome, they were kind of kidding themselves because, let's face it, the Bombers have won the last two years in a row, sort of. And, uh, sort of. BC BC is a pretty new team, especially with Nathan Rourke. So, I mean, if anything, it was a good measuring stone for BC, and they know where they have to get better. Okay? Yes. And you cannot cannot be down to the Bombers by 21 points, okay? Because you're not going to come back. Their defense is too good. Their defense is too good, and to be honest with you, that is one of the top five games I've ever seen Zach Kolaris play. He was fantastic. He was. He was a good game. He was. He was accurate beyond accurate, and he was also running all over the place, and they couldn't fucking catch him. And when he's like that and he's throwing on the run, he's unstoppable. I'm sorry. And I don't care what team you are, okay? And and yeah, because so it is what it is. And uh, we knew BC was going to lose sometime this year, and we knew Nathan Rourke was oh, going to yeah. lose sometime this year. It was only a matter of when. And if they can improve off of that, because they say you you learn more in a loss than you do in a win, then more power to you. Do. And right. once and once again. It was only week five. There's a whole lot of season left to go. You know, and, so. and the Bomber fans are, like, jumping up and down, throwing this in our faces and everything else. And I'm going, yeah. like, dude, anybody who thought, thought that BC or Winnipeg was going to go undefeated this year is completely delusional. Calgary might right. do it because Will says they will. But, and Will's but there's delusional, no way. but it, that's okay. Will is delusional. <laughs> the has been since I've met him. Um, but, so, yeah, BC had to lose. Did he, they lose to Winnipeg? Fine. I don't know how many times we play Winnipeg this year, I mean, but we can lose every single time. I don't give a shit as long as we beat them in the Western Winnipeg Final. Everybody thought far. I, I'm, pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I am pretty sure right now, Winnipeg is the best team in the CFL. And they showed it. We have to call it that. Okay? So... But it is only week. It is only week six coming up. So, yeah, I, I want to see him play Calgary. I want to see him play Saskatchewan. Right? I mean, let's face yep. facts. The, these are the only four teams that matter in the CFL right now. And you know, when they start playing each other, we're going to find out what happens. That's correct. 
I mean, BC's got to play Calgary. We need that measuring stick, right? We yep. need to play Saskatchewan. We need to we need to see what's going on, right? You can't just beat up on Eastern teams and say you're great. I'm sorry. And, you and don't get what, better. You don't get better by playing Eastern teams. No. 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 And that's who Calgary's beat up on. That's who Winnipeg is beat up on. That's who BC is beat up on. You know, it's just one of those things. How do you – I mean, Montreal is the only team that beat a Western team, and I think they beat Saskatchewan, didn't they? Yeah, but don't give Calgary credit. They, they, they've they played a Western team twice now. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're still calling Edmonton a team, right? They're well, Eastern caliber. I, I heard – I heard I heard that Chris Jones had petitioned the CFL to have to move to the Eastern Division because then they could be well, competitive. Absolutely. Well, right now the Eastern teams are the only ones that Edmonton's going to beat the way they're playing, and even at that they might be sketchy. Yeah, I, did, I don't know if they're going to be able to. Beat I don't the know Eastern if they. Teams. Well, here's here's the worst thing for me. Here's the worst thing for me. Eastern teams have how many wins now? Two. Is that correct? Or three? Total? I think it is. Yeah. No, no, no. What do they no, got? No. Um, it might be, but they've only got one one, one win against an, uh, a Western team. No, 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 I'm talking total. What do they have? One win, two wins? I don't know. I can't get out of Bog Dog. Oh, okay. Don't try. You might hurt yourself. Yeah. Are you? Or well, you might it, not it's get back on. Just I believe Toronto's the only the only Eastern team to have won a game at this point, and they beat Montreal. No, no Montreal, Montreal, beat Montreal has won a game. Montreal. Oh, won that's right. Montreal beat Saskatchewan. So I think there's two game two yeah. wins total for the East. Okay. Yeah. And so we're going that's into what week I said. Six. There is there is two wins total. You know what the scariest thing is, guys? One of these four teams is going to make the Great Cup. That's the scariest thing. No, not necessarily. This year, it, it may They're not They're going to make the Great Cup. The crossover never works. They're going to make the Great Cup. One of these four teams, as pathetic as they are, are going to make the Great Cup. And I think it's time, because of already, I think it's time we start talking about one division. No, no, no. We'll talk about that later in the show if you want to. Yeah, I'm I know. I'm not talking about know, it right I now. Know. But I'm talking about CFL in general. It's time they start talking about it. I, I think there's something that has to be done other than that. And, and, okay. and let's finish this, this game ra- wrap up here. Okay. okay. Um, so okay. Winnipeg Blue Bombers spanked the BC Lions 43-22. to 22 for a total of 65 points. Now, that was the most amount of points scored. No, it wasn't. BC Edmonton game was more, 74. Okay, 65. And that was actually the same score that uh, BC and Ottawa were at. Okay, so um, Charles took BC at 55. He was off by 10. You got 22 points. Okay, because you, you, you didn't pick Winnipeg. Will, you picked Winnipeg. You were off by 21. You got a hundred. You're too far away. Yep. Uh, CJ, CJ took BC at 42. I was too far away, and I was wrong. Uh, 
You got Rudy the took out. Winnipeg at 40. Yeah. Winnipeg took, uh, uh, Rudy took Winnipeg at 44. He was off by 21. He got no point, 100, but no more extra. Okay. So, anyhow, let's, let's wrap this up real quick. So, week five went this way. CJ got 156. Charles, 174. Will, 268. And Rudy, 356, which was still not very good considering he got a zero last week. So the standings so far are CJ is in the lead at 1,822. Charles is 1,728. Will's at 1,471. And Rudy's at 1,260. Now, I want you guys to know something here, that CJ's 1,822 points puts him in fifth place overall in the Let's, in the Let's Talk CFL Pick'em Pool. Then there's 36 people in there, I guess. So I got, I, I got, six, I got fifth place. And that little shithead Sparky's in second place right now. I just thought I'd share that one with you, okay? So... And we're going to get to Sparky in a little bit. But Sparky, yeah, you, we got to do something about this Excel spreadsheet. It didn't work for me. Um, I, it it kind of did, but it ended up being on three pages. It's a bit of a joke. Okay, so um, what do you want to do? Do you want to do one division or do you want to do Garrett Marino? No. we got to pick this week's games. Oh, we got to do picks. we got to do picks. That's probably a good Where's idea. Where's my scorecard? There's my scorecard. That's my scorecard. I got I don't even know what fucking games are playing. Uh, okay, the games are going to be Edmonton into Montreal. Ooh, could this be Edmonton's first victory? No. Calgary into Winnipeg. Two undefeated teams. Saskatchewan into Calgary, or sorry, Toronto playing the Argos, and Ottawa into Hamilton. That's going to be a tough game to pick. Okay, uh, let's see where we are right now. Uh, the CFL uh, pick, uh, I don't know what it is, some pickums. Uh, we got those eight, is it eight, two, four, six, oh, six, uh, six reporters. Everybody put Montreal Alouettes to win this game over every Edmonton. Every single one of them. And let's see what happens. Bodog has Montreal by eight with an over-under of 59. Or, sorry, 49. And the CFL pick'em trend is 88% for Montreal. Okay. We do not have picks for Rudy. Charles, what are you going to do? Uh, I hate to be picking a western, te- uh, eastern team to beat a western team, but to be honest, I can't honestly pick Edmonton to beat anyone right now. They look like a train wreck. They're starting Taylor Cornelius, who... Uh, quite frankly, um, I saw him play last year, and he did nothing to impress me. So I am not high on him. I don't think he's any kind of upgrade on 
on Nick Arbuckle. Uh, in fact, I'm not even sure he's as good. I'm sorry. Um, I don't believe that um, the Eskimos are going to beat anyone right now. So I have to pick Montreal, even though they're not playing great either. But I don't think they're good enough to beat Edmonton because Edmonton sucks right now. Uh, so I'm going to pick Montreal uh, 44 points. William. Edmonton 48. What? Since when do you pick Edmonton? I got to catch up, Charles. Oh, fair enough. And I don't, and you guys have known in the past, in the past, Montreal's always been one of my favorite teams. They're not one of my We're made of. Okay. CFL, what? We're made of. Who did that? Not, Not me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what yeah. the hell's going on. Anyway, in weird. the past, you guys, in the past, you know, Montreal is one of my favorite teams. But, yeah, I'm not supporting Montreal anymore because Danny Machocho fired uh, fired the Kahari Jones. Kahari. Danny Machocho. Danny Machocho is a fucking arrogant piece of shit, and I'm not going to cheer for Montreal anymore. There you go. I respect that. Um, I and, and you know, I, I think the stat is like eighty percent of teams win their next game after they fire their coach. Yep. You know that it's just it's if, like yep. weird. If if the coach is terrible and Kahari Jones wasn't anywhere close to terrible. No, but I think he was too soft, and I don't disagree with that. He's a nice guy. I like him. He's a friend. I, I know him personally. He's a nice guy. Um, I, I hope he, he surfaces somewhere quickly. I think he's going to end up being the coach in Toronto. they got to fire Ryan Dinwiddie. Oh, and the other thing, the other thing, and I don't think he's gotten that much more experience, but – but they haven't named him offensive coordinator, but Anthony Calvillo is calling all the offensive plays. Okay? That has not gone good, and the only training he's got is he worked for the University of Montreal for a season. So, I'm just saying. You've got some good arguments. There's some good yep. points there, Will. I'm taking Edmonton at 42. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> I was going to pick Edmonton no matter what, but that's beside yeah, yeah, the point. Okay. And 42 is my number. So you're going to catch up to Charles. Um, shit. Yeah, okay, I'm still good with that. You're going to catch up to either either one of us, right? Because I'm not picking the same as Charles. I got to I got to get some distance in there, or he's going to catch me. One or the other. Um, the second game is Calgary and Winnipeg. Oh God, let's see what the the the, the Bodog says. Winnipeg by three and a half. Over under at forty seven. Uh, I 
four of them pick Winnipeg, two pick Calgary. Uh, it's a tough one. I'm the. Yeah, is Winnipeg that powerful? Are they that dominant? I don't think they are. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to take Calgary in this one. Charles, what are you going to do? You know what? This is a strong one, but quite frankly, the Bombers just look like a well-oiled machine right now, and they've looked better than Calgary has. Um, not counting the last week's game against Edmonton, but the Bombers haven't played Edmonton yet, so I'd like to see what happens when they do. It could be pretty ugly there, but you know what? Right now, until someone shows that they're going to beat um, Winnipeg, I have to go with Winnipeg. I just think they're that strong right now. So I'm picking Winnipeg to win um, 47 points. You take it, Winnipeg, at 47. Okay, just oh, hang on a second here. And William, you're back with us here, buddy. Uh, what are you going to take? Yeah, you know what? I, I'll never pick against Calgary. So, Calgary 72. 72? Yep. Going to be a okay. high-scoring game. Uh, I don't have a Rudy score. Uh, we're taking Calgary at 42. I'm taking the Stampeders. I'm going with 42 points. Uh, the next one up is Saskatchewan, and we've got four of the experts picking Saskatchewan. We got two picking Toronto. Bodog has Saskatchewan by three. With an over under a forty five. CFL Pickums take in Saskatchewan at eighty three percent. Charles? It's a West Gate and East team and Toronto hasn't showed me anything that's let lets me think that they're going to Stop out and win, so I'm sorry. I'm going with the Western team over the Eastern team. Until the Eastern team can start winning consistently, I'm just going to have to do that because, quite frankly, it's been uh, not just – they haven't even really, for the most part, been uh, just that the Western team, they've been beating the Eastern team. They've been clobbering them. Now, there is one infection there. Saskatchewan has already lost to an Eastern team. I just don't think that's going to happen again, not in this case. I'm going to go with um, Saskatchewan in this one, uh, 40 points. Okay. William. Toronto, 46. And I will take Saskatchewan on this one, 42. Now i got to go to the shower because I feel really dirty. I feel very, very dirty. If, in my opinion, if Toronto loses this game, Dinwiddie is out. And he should be. He should be. Um, yeah. The final game is Ottawa Red Blacks into Hamilton to play the Tiger Cats. This is unanimous by the experts at Hamilton winning. 
Modog has Hamilton by seven points over under at 44 and a half. CFL Pickham's taking Hamilton, 75%. This is Nick Arbuckle. Is he going to be playing this game? I don't know. But they don't have a quarterback. Charles. Well, last week we had the battle of the undefeated teams in BC and Winnipeg. This week we've got the battle of the winless teams between Hamilton and Ottawa. Uh, but there's another quite frankly, winless teams. What's that? There is another true, winless but both team. Of, true, but both of these teams are are winless. And you got to yeah. think one of them is probably going to be at least have one win unless they end up tying or something. Who knows? But. Uh, wouldn't that, that be the be ultimate uh, slap in the face to the Eastern Conference? But, no, I think Hamilton's going to win this one. I just don't think that the uh, the um, Ottawa after last week, uh, even if even if Arbuckle is playing, I still don't give them much of a chance in this one. I just Hamilton's a better team, and I still think Hamilton's a better team than the record uh, shows it. They've had a couple of games that they probably should have won that they kind of gave away. So I'm going to take Hamilton to finally win a game, and I think they're going to win it, I'll say, 50 points. Okay, William? Oh, fuck. Um, you can't win it all back in one week. Yes, I fucking can. Ottawa, 44. Sucker. Uh, CJ's taking Hamilton at 42. It ain't broken. I'm not fixing it. Yeah, but you see, I just can't. I just can't. I mean, both Ottawa and Hamilton, I think, suck. And Dean Evans hasn't played well. And Ottawa doesn't have a quarterback. Um, and so a poor Dean Evans has got to be better than nobody. Well, not necessarily if Hamilton, if Hamilton's defense doesn't come up because they haven't come up this year. Okay, so I mean, I have a, I have, I think I have as good of a chance as you guys do. You know, <laughs> I think it's fifty-fifty. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not, you hope I'm really I not arguing. I'm not arguing. Oh, and I mean, I'll God. go out on, and I'll, I'll go out on a limb here because. Like there's no there's no there's no punishment if I don't win this thing, okay? <laughs> I no. mean, no, there's no. I, I I don't lose money. Nobody beats me up. So hey, what the heck? Are you not entertained? Yes, 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 yes. Close. Quite, quite frankly, that's yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to go back to my other question that I had say it a little more. Do you want to do this talk about one division since that's what we've been doing so much here? Let's have that conversation right now. Why should we go to one division? Come on, Will. Who's going first? Are you asking me that question? I am. You, you, want, it, you want this to go to one division. Why, you take the, the pros and I'll go with the, go with the cons. Why should we go with one division? Because the Eastern teams suck. And there's no reason, and we've had this conversation numerous times, there's no reason 
for the Eastern teams to get better. Because they always suck, and they always make the playoffs, and when they play Calgary in the in the Grey Cup, they always win. Okay? So, <laughs> I, I, I can't think of I can't think of any other reason other than they suck. And yeah, maybe maybe it'll alienate some some Eastern fans, but I don't. I think there's only 15 Eastern fans, anyways. So, you know what? What I think should what I think should happen. What I think should happen is, is if we get a tenth team, they should make Winnipeg yes. put Winnipeg back in the East, okay? Because then it made it at least competitive in the in the Grey Cup. You know they what did, I mean? Because everybody else had to at least at least try to keep up with them. Because Winnipeg yep. and Montreal were both back there when they were both good teams. Yep, that is true. So, it, it made some exciting football. I did get, not going to argue with that. There's no disputing that. Okay, Charles, why are we going to one division? Well, kind of like Wolf says, because if you the way they're doing it right now. There is no real incentive for any Eastern team to get better because, quite frankly, the top two teams in the East, no matter what their record are, are going to make the playoffs. One of them is going to get home field advantage, which is ridiculous. But, I mean, they could have a 5-13 season. Both of them are going to get home field. Yeah. And that's why I've always said with the crossover, if you, the crossover team – uh, if they have a better record than the second-place team, should get home field advantage. Why should you not get it when you have a worse record? It doesn't make sense to me. But it's ridiculous. Uh, they don't have the incentive because, like you said, like I said, two of the teams are going to make the playoffs. you just got to be uh, top two out of uh, bad four. That's not that difficult to do. You can kind of back into it that way. Um, but it's kind of ridiculous um, – if you do have it where it's one division, suddenly those teams are not guaranteed any kind of playoff spot. If they're at the bottom every year, they don't make the playoffs. You've got to give uh, franchises the reason, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? A incentive. reason to, incentive. yeah, incentive to spend some money and to get better. Because if you don't, they're just going to sit there lollygagging like they always are, and you're going to get a one team at 7 and 11, another team at 6 and 12. They'll be the top two teams in that division. Like you said, they're both going to get home field advantage um, in, uh, in the playoffs against a team that might be 11 and 7 or something like that. How does that make any sense? You've got to do it now, put them in one division, top six teams make it. So you actually have to be a competitive team to make the playoffs because the way it is right now, there's no incentive and you're getting the loser teams that are making the playoffs. And, yeah, they might get hot and win the Grey Cup. But, hey, I mean, have you really accomplished much if you're a 6-12 and 12 team and you're back your way to a Grey Cup? Ask Marcus Crandall. Well, that's true. He accomplished something. So, mm-hmm. okay, 
I understand and appreciate uh, your your guys' point of view, and I'm not going to dispute them because there really isn't any. But the downside of this one-division theory that you have, and a lot of people do, is that the majority of the fans in Canada that watch football are in eastern Canada. If the eastern teams are not in the playoffs and they're not competitive, which they haven't been, TSN is going to lose viewership for the big games. And I understand that a fan is a fan is a fan and that if you're, regardless of whether or not it's your team, you should be watching football. But the reality of that is it's not. It's not. You, you, you watch your own team more than you watch everybody. We watch every game in the CFL season because we're podcasters. We have to talk about these games. We have to watch them. We have to try to watch every single game. Uh, a lot of people out there only watch their own team, and you can tell that by the comments that they make in the on the Let's Talk group. Uh, so if TSN starts to lose revenue, TSN can no longer afford to sponsor and subsidize the CFL to the point that they do. The CFL can't isn't getting the revenue. They're not getting the gate. They're not getting the TV revenue. They're in financial difficulties. That's the argument against one division. And it's valid. Okay? I'm not saying that it it trumps your suggestion. I'm just saying it's valid. Now, I have a suggestion for you both. Let's leave the two divisions the way that they are. And let's have a modified crossover. Okay? If there's going to be a crossover from the west to the east, or from the east to the west, it's the <laughs> second place team crosses over. So as it stands right now, if we if this was the playoffs, Winnipeg would have a buy in the Western Division, Calgary would cross over to the East and have a bye because they are the higher-ranked team in the division. And then they would play Toronto, and Montreal and Toronto would play, and the winner would play Calgary in Calgary, and then the, the winner of that would go to the Grey Cup. So the next team, the third-place team in the West would move up to the second, and and the thir- fourth would move up to the third. Okay? So the third-place team in the West would then get a home playoff game. So instead of the bottom team crossing over, the number two team crosses over. What's, what's your thoughts on this? Charles, go ahead. Works for me. Oh, go ahead, Charles. Oh. No, I'm just no, trying ahead. to well, figure out. Mic open to it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, sorry. I said, you know what? That's fine. That works for me, too. I mean, any variation from what it is right now, there has to be some change because it's it's pathetic the way it is. And, yeah, that might that might equal things out for a little bit. Um, sure. 
I'm good with that. Go ahead, Charles. I mean, you still you still have two Eastern teams in the playoffs. They do lose a home playoff game because, you know, they're not going to be as strong. And if they are strong, and let's just say that there was one team in the East that has got the highest, more points than the second-place team in the West, then the Eastern team gets the home playoff game. It's whoever's got the most points, right? Yeah, okay. It's just not automatic. We're, we're, we're not going to assume that, but at this point in time, it would be because Toronto and Montreal both only have one win. Yep. Calgary's already got four. Yep. Okay. Charles, what's your thoughts? Well, I kind of like that idea because it goes back to the uh, go back to the reasoning that you give the higher place team, the team with the better record, home field. So yes, in a situation like in a situation like that, um, would the second place team then would they get the buy then if they had the better record than the Eastern yes. team? Okay. Yes. I okay. See, I actually like that idea because. I hate it when a team with a worse record holds home field advantage in a playoff game against a team uh, that has the better record. It's at that point you has think, more what's points. my incentive for what's my incentive for playing well in the in the uh, regular season if we're going to have a, a road game against a team that didn't win as many games as us? Um, so yeah, I like that idea. Actually, you cross that over, they get to buy. You're still going to have a one playoff game at least in the East because the first place team would uh, would um, still host the semifinal. I don't mind that. That yeah. actually makes a lot of sense. Of course, if you post okay, that on our talk not... group, you'll be called the every name in the book saying, "Why do you want to change the CFL?" Blah blah blah. But it makes sense to me. Okay, but hang on. We, we are just assuming that the second-place Western team is going to be higher than the first-place Eastern team. Yeah, there are a lot of times when that does not happen. No, that's and true. It's not necessarily. So, so the no. crossover team may not get a home field advantage. Go, they, would, they would get home field possibly being the second-place team, so they would right. host the semifinals. Because the odds are they would host the semifinal. Yeah. So they would still get that home field. They wouldn't get the bye, but they wouldn't have got the bye in the West anyhow. Right. So I actually think that makes I, sense. I, I, I like this idea. I came up with it a couple of years ago, and uh, I got crucified. But uh, it, 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 might, it might get some traction this time because it's looking really pathetic in the East right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything to add to this idea, Will, or anything you want? Well, yeah, I got, an even, I, got, I got an even better idea. Why don't we do this? Just to even the playing field out, okay, if a Eastern team plays a Western team and the, and the Western team has a way better record than the Eastern team, why don't we give the Eastern team an advantage? And the advantage we'll give them so they have a better chance of winning is don't let them use kickers. <laughs> I, I was going to say, why don't we switch quarterbacks? Sure. <laughs> okay. Why don't we have one quarterback for both teams? 
kind of like when you're a kid and you, you know the good guy, the guy who played well, played quarterback for both teams, so the other team didn't yeah, have an yeah, advantage. I, remember? I've done that. Yeah. Yeah, us too. <sighs> anyway, yeah, no, no, I have uh, nothing. I have nothing. Yeah, I like your idea though. Lots of, I really do. There's there's lots of cheap ass ideas on this one, but I I think that one holds a little bit of merit. I mean, you're still a Western team is still going to cross over. It might as well be somebody who is competitive. Why should yep. the West kick the shit out of each other and send the remnants to the Grey Cup? I agree. Right. Yeah. That, that that's that's kind of my that philosophy on that sense. one. Yeah. Okay. So. How dare you try to change the CFL rules? I know, I know, I know. I, actually, I'm not trying to change the rules. I'm trying to modify them. Mm-hmm. The, if, if I was purporting a crossover when one did not exist, then I would be changing uh-huh. the rules. But the crossover is there, so I'm just really kind of modifying it. I'm tweaking it a little bit to making yeah. it uh, more fair to the teams. Because right now I don't think the crossover rule is fair. We're sending the, the fourth-place team over to the East to be slaughtered. Uh-huh. I mean, there's, what, has it only been four times that the Western team has won the semifinals over there? It has not happened much. I, I think BC's done it twice, actually, and I think it's only happened yeah, four BC's or five done. times. I think they beaten they, they beat Hamilton, I know, once, and I think they beat, I think they beat Hamilton Montreal. twice, to be honest. Oh, maybe it was Montreal. I I think they beat Montreal. And then Toronto beat them. Okay, so we're going to go into uh, a little bit of a talk on a gentleman, a defensive lineman by the name of Garrett Marino. Now, Garrett Marino is a thug. I don't know what else to call him. Uh, He got kicked out of his university. Uh, He had to go to another university. Uh, He did... uh, he was a he, he was just an obnoxious, racist, uh, dirty player since he was in high school, uh, and it didn't change when he came into the CFL. He's played twelve games. He's been kicked out of two of them. Uh, he's been fined. He has been. He's now suspended. Uh, it's just it. His debut in the CFL is not is not a good one. So with five minutes left in the game in Ottawa, actually we'll, we'll go back a little bit. There was about seven or eight minutes left in the game. And he uh, tackled one of the Red Blacks and got a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty, I believe. And uh, then Boyd from Ottawa tackled uh, Peterson, who was who is what the uh, he's he's their their star defensive tackle isn't he? Yep. Pushed pushed him down. He was ta- he was taken out of the play and then he was pounded into the ground and he broke his ankle. Which I don't know how he broke his ankle from being pushed in the shoulders, but I think that may have happened first. Beside the point. Um, and I, I don't know if there was a penalty on that one. I don't remember. But uh, 
So the, 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 the defense of Saskatchewan was pissed off that they lost their all-star. So Marino took it upon himself to go out and uh, what's his job? He's going to go sack the quarterback. But he came in on a late hit, and he came in low. Now, he was pushed from behind, and he extended out, but he still wrapped up Mazzoli and broke his leg. Is that correct? Broke his leg? Yes, I, broken that's bone. That's what I heard. He's got a broken it was, bone. wasn't a now, ligament. No, it wasn't a ligament. But I'll tell you what. Um, do you know when a, a horse breaks its leg? They, it usually gets shot, right? Um, because yep. there's really not much they can do about it. Well, we, I had a stallion once that broke his leg, broke his, his um, uh, never mind. Uh, it basically his shin snapped it right in half, and the surgeon because we had it fixed and it cost me thirty thousand uh, dollars. The surgeon said we have a catastrophic soft tissue injury with a broken bone. We can fix the bone, no problems. It's whether or not he's going to survive the soft tissue, and he did. And he came back, and he made me another $100,000. So I'm really kind of happy about that. I didn't lose money. Uh, but point being is that a broken bone will heal. It's the damage that's around it. Now, yes, they're saying that there's no ligament damage at this time, but we don't know what the long-term consequences are going to be. Uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli is 33 years old. He's out for 10 to 12 weeks. This is week six. There is only 21 weeks. So that means that he, if, if he's lucky, he's coming back in week 17. Okay? How is that going to help the Ottawa Red Blacks? How is that going to help Jeremiah Mazzoli? He's coming back without a training camp, without a preseason, uh, after rehab at 33 years old. I think he's done for the season, and this could be the end of his career. So, because of this, Garrett Marino received a an expulsion from the game, a 25-yard penalty, and uh, supplemental disciplinary action. He received a two-game suspension for this. But that's not it. I have never heard of this before. But the league took it upon themselves to issue an additional one-game suspension for a play that happened three plays for a, something that happened three plays earlier, another dirty hit. He got another game suspension. And he got a game suspension for uttering racial slurs. Now, everybody says, well, he's not racist. He's got a black girlfriend, and he's with a bunch of black friends, and he's black this and black. It's not about blacks. He didn't insult a black man. He insulted a Samoan. He was making Hawaiian jokes. He was trashing Jeremiah Mazzoli's heritage. Jeremiah Mazzoli's not a black man. He's Hawaiian. 
He's Samoan. So that doesn't fly with me. Now, last year, one of the league officials made an off-color joke that had racial implications in it, and he was fired. He was suspended for a year, and he never came back. Now, this was not a player, so and it was actually somebody in the league office. But I don't understand why this man still has a job. He went off the field doing those wrestling maneuvers where he's cheering on the crowd, saying, look at me, I'm wonderful, I'm awesome, as Jeremiah Mazzoli <laughs> lay on the ground injured. He's off roaring up the crowd. Now the crowd was cheering. Now, at the time, people are saying, well, he was cheering Marino as he's leaving, and other people are saying, well, we're cheering that Jeremiah Mazzoli was getting up, and which I agree both probably happened. But here's the problem that I have out of this. First off, Garrett Marino has not yet apologized. Craig Dickinson, the coach of he actually, the Saskatchewan he actually, CJ, CJ, he actually did today. Did he today? Yeah. He I know the yeah, club he did. Yeah, he did. I know the club did. I didn't hear no, that Marino he did. did. Yeah, he did. Too. Yes, he okay. did. Okay. But uh, what is this? This is Wednesday. That happened on when? Friday? It's almost a week later. Yep. Yeah. No. That's almost forced. Somebody made him do it. Yeah, um, I think so. Craig, Craig Dickinson has, who is the coach, and he knew that the, his defense was riled up. His responsibility at that point in time is to tell his players that there will be no retaliation <coughs> for Peterson's injury. If he does not do that, he's an accomplice. He is an accomplice to this act. I believe Craig Dickinson should have been fined. I believe the Saskatchewan Rough Riders organization should be fined. It is not strictly on Marino. You want bad behavior in the league to end, which we've been talking about forever and ever and ever, it's time to start fining the coach and the team. Saskatchewan Rough Riders finally apologized today and said that that kind of behavior does not represent this team. Bullshit. <laughs> yet, the, yet the man is still a member of the team. That's correct. If he doesn't, if the player does not represent my, if I have an employee and while that employee is working for me, he is representing me. And if he goes off and does something that I don't approve of, I'm going to fire his ass. If he does something to make I, my company look bad, I'm going to fire I, his ass. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if that was a Calgary player, he would not be on the Calgary Stampeders anymore. No, he'd been long gone. Hey, hang on, hang on. I posted on Let's Talk CFL. I said, if this happened, 
if he was a member of the Calgary Stampeders and he did this, he would have been released. Huff would have released him before he got out of the shower. Yeah. Okay. But that, but it's a completely mute, moot point because John Huffnagel would have never had an animal like that on his team. True that. Okay. And I truly believe that, and I posted it. So only a team like Saskatchewan would have somebody like this on the team, and only a team like Saskatchewan would keep a player like this on their team after he did this. And people ask me why I hate the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. This is it. They don't care about the rules of the league. They don't care about the morals, the ethics. Uh, they don't care about anything but themselves. I have no use for the team. I have no use for the organization. And I have no use for the majority of the fans. And I know some really good rider fans. And I, there's some good rider fans out there, and I call them my friends. But they're embarrassed about what's happened, and they're embarrassed about their team. So... You have to give them kudos for that. <clears throat> I'm going to open this up. Charles, what's your thoughts? The guy should be out of the league. The guy's a clown. The guy's an idiot. I don't care if he apologizes six days later or whatever it is. Why was there not an apology on Saturday, on Sunday, on Monday? He's not sorry that he uh, did it. He's sorry he got punished for it. I mean, come on, man. The guy, yeah, he got a little shove from behind. He was going for Mazzoli's lower leg. That was blatantly obvious in my view. And uh, to sit there and uh, spew out racial uh, racial slurs, why is this guy still in this league? Remember the, the whole thing about uh, the CFL with diversity and stuff like that and uh, trying to be inclusive for people? Well, this guy's not inclusive. This guy's uh, spreading hate. He's, the guy's saying uh, racially motivated, racially insensitive things. That nothing says diversity like having a racist on your football, uh, one of your football teams. Sorry, uh, I, I don't know if he's completely racist, but I'm sorry. Uh, you've got racist tendencies if you're going out hitting people with racial slurs. Just to go off and showboat, uh, while well, the guy's still down on the leg laying down on the field injured and you're going out and you're showboating as they're walking you off the field because they just kicked you out of the game the guy's a moron I'm sorry and I, I don't think he has any place in the CFL anymore I think the guy's an idiot and I think the, okay. the riders should should bring the hammer down on him and release him one thing I want to add here about the Saskatchewan organization and why I dislike them, they have a side-by-side -side to haul off their players when they're injured. Did they take that over to Jeremiah Mazzoli when he was laying on the field? No. The Ottawa Red Blacks players had to lift him up and carry him off the field. That's true. That, that's despicable. William, your turn, buddy. Yeah, you know, and 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 don't take this the wrong way, guys. Um, I don't 
condone anything he did. Um, especially, especially the racist stuff. I, you guys know I'm an, I'm an Alberta redneck, but I don't agree with anything like that. Okay, it's not in this in this day and age. It's just not something that should ever happen. Okay, absolutely. You can, you know, I'm I'm okay with them talking about each other's wives and stuff like that. But as far as the race stuff goes, yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, I. I, I, I I'm gonna I'll I'll take your side and say that he intentionally did that to injure him, but I I I don't think it was that bad in my opinion. Okay, I, I, not 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 that he did it to hurt him, but I don't know if it was totally intentional. Okay, just saying. Okay. So. Okay. Go ahead. Hang on, just for just for a second here. I, I I agree with you. It was a bang bang football play. Yeah. Okay. And in ba- bang bang football play, shit happens and shit goes south and people get hurt. It's a contact yeah. sport and that's why girls don't play it. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. And I'm I don't necessarily. There was intent there. That that was a bad play. He shouldn't have done that. He got suspended for it, just like Simone Lawrence has been suspended, just like. <laughs> Jason Amenius has been suspended. People get suspended for that. That's okay. I don't have a problem with that. Okay? Serve your suspension and come back. But when you start uttering racial slurs, you get suspended for two two plays in one game? Yeah. And you've been ejected from another game within the first 12? This guy's a goon. Well, and but and I if we and I if we leave him in there, is he going to kill somebody? I don't I don't necessarily know if he's as much of a if he is a racist for example I don't know how his other teammates you know appear to him and you know the atmosphere in the locker room is everything so maybe eventually they're going to force him out who knows but like I said there are certain organizations and like we talked before Calgary was one of them that guy wouldn't it I don't even know if that guy would have made it on the plane Sunday night or Saturday night, okay? No. I mean, they would have cut him that fast. They're telling him to find his own way home. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. So. I, I know the BC Lions under Wally Buono would have done the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't say that now because I don't know this administration – but I have this feeling that it would be the same situation. I mean, to be honest with you, a lot of organizations would do it. I, I think the Bombers would do it as well. Okay, because I, I, I don't so. think they. I, I think I think most of the organizations organizations are pretty clean. But I mean, if you look at the past history of certain players in Saskatchewan that never got suspended because of things or alleged things. Okay, it's the way they are. So, yeah, I, I can't even go back. I remember the the guy, the the two guys that got in the fight in the in the bar, and they went out in the street and they shit kicked the guy, and then they both got charged with assault. And Saskatchewan said, "That's okay, you can play in the Great Cup." Oh, look, we won. Do you remember that? Yes, I don't I remember, remember the guy's name. 
anyhow, I've been saying the writers are, Im- are immorally, you have no morals, no ethics, period. They're bankrupt in that capacity. Well, and if, and if, and if some fans were cheering that he did that, well, well, fuck you, okay? But I know, and we always talk about this, there are good fans in Saskatchewan. Tony Dangenet is one of them, okay? And I have been talking to, uh, and I've been talking to, oh, my God, what's his name? Morgan? Morgan, yes. I've been talking to Morgan about this thing, and he thought it was absolutely disgusting. And this is a... This is a twenty-something-year-old kid who's probably easily easily led by people, but he thought it was despicable. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So, it's always been my understanding that the CFL, the CFLPA, the Constitution. The CBA, somewhere in there, there was a comment or something that says the maximum penalty that you can have, maximum suspension time was two games. That was always my belief. Today I found out that I am wrong. And there is no maximum suspension. The commissioner has the right to ban somebody from the CFL for life. Oh, wow the remainder of the season, whatever it is. There is no limitation so, so, to so, the amount of games so, that they can suspend them. So there's hope for me and w- there's hope for me that Randy Ambrosi will uh will ban kickers for life. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> possible. It's possible. Okay, okay good. So good. uh uh I don't remember the guy's name. I think his last name was Edwards. Uh, Toronto Argonaut last year got into an altercation with Hamilton Tiger Cat fans on the concourse level. Do you remember this? Right. right. Yep. Yeah, I think it was the playoff the, game. Playoff game. Playoff game. East, Eastern, 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 Eastern Finals. Finals game. Yep. Right? Okay. Uh, he received a six-game suspension. I, I, I don't remember that happening. And that would have been in the off season. I don't know whether or not that actually got any publicity. They reduced it. Uh, and and then they uh, he appealed it and it was reduced to three games. Yeah. So that was the the high that was the most that any person had been suspended in the CFL. Marino just got a four game suspension. They're they're supposed to be running concurrently, not concurrently, consequentially. Um. So he got two game suspension for the hit on Mazzoli. He got a one-game suspension for a hit on another person, and he got a one-game suspension for uttering a racial slur. Personally, I think he should have got kicked out of the fucking league for the racial slur. Okay? Yeah. If, if, the league, if, if the league had the ability to suspend him for one game, they had the ability to suspend him for 20 games. So you can't suspend somebody on circumstantial evidence. They had to have people there who said, yes, I heard him say this. And it right. wouldn't be one person. It had to have been many people. So right. there was enough evidence for that one. To me, that's the bad one. As Will said, it, you know, it was a bang-bang football play. Mazzoli got hurt. I'm sorry. 
It's contact sports. It's football. Suspend him for two games. I think he'll get that one on appeal. I don't know if he'll get both. He'll get one game on that one. He'll The other game will stay, and he will keep the one game on the racial slur. But he should have been five games, ten games, twenty games, the rest of his life. I don't give a shit. One game on the racial slur was not enough. Not with, if we no. say diversity is strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's the motto of this league, then prove it. Yeah. And 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 if you think this about our right whole, in the face of that. If you, you think about Canada in general, we're a pretty diversified kind of country and the people who watch this are all nationalities and there is no place for this in the CFL. No Ever. I, I agree. I agree. I mean just watch the commercials on on T S N. There's no yep. white people in there. They're marketing to nope. all different ethnic groups, okay? Ethnic and other groups, right? And other groups. The LBGQQQB4A. Right. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That whatever. one. That one. Yeah. The alphabet, I call them, okay? The, the alphabet people. The alphabet people. It, wasn't that from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or something? I don't know. <laughs> the alphabet people. Anyhow. <laughs> Didn't the uh, the little midget guys, what were they called? They, uh, Oompa Loompas? Those guys were called Oompa Loompas. Oompa Loompas. Oompa Loompas sang a song about the alphabet. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, okay. So, anything else you want to say about this? Moron Garrett Moore, Marino? No, nah, we wasted a lot of time on this. Yeah, but we we needed to. It was a big he's event. He's He's a fucking idiot. He's a football player who's probably had his head whacked too many times, okay? And and he thinks he's somebody. And, and it's like you're you're a defensive lineman in the CFL. And and if you weren't in the CFL, you'd probably work in at Walmart. So and 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 I apologize to any Walmart people I offended by that statement. But like you're an idiot, buddy. So I you know what would be icing on the, You know what would be icing on the cake right now? What's that? What's would, that? Would be for him to te- for him to test positive. Yeah. (laughs) Get caught juicing. (laughs) Wouldn't that just be poetic? Um, Okay. We're going to move on from Garrett Marino, okay? One question. Before we do that, I just got one question. Do you think when he comes back after his four-game suspension is over and he comes back and, let's say, he comes back into the lineup, does anyone try uh, retribution on him? They do not play Ottawa again this year. They only play Ottawa. Oh, they once. don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't okay. care if it's Ottawa. Does that mean other people, other but players. But there were a lot of other players that were pissed off at that. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, any offensive lineman out there knows that it's his job to protect the quarterback. 
And if you get this this type of pond scum coming at your quarterback and he's got a history of <laughs> terminating quarterbacks, you're going to do him. You're going to do him bad. Okay? And you'll take a 15-yarder for it. He's marked. Could be, yep. And, and to say anything else is just wrong. I mean, he... He might he might as well just not come back. Would he fit more in the XFL or something like that? I don't know. Okay, moving on. The Ottawa Red Blacks have acquired quarterback Nick Arbuckle. Well, we just talked about them losing their quarterback, Jeremiah Mazzoli. So they needed a quarterback. So they went and got Nick Arbuckle from the Edmonton Elks in, cha- in exchange for a bag of hammer handles. Is Nick Arbuckle going to do something in Ottawa? Well, I think Ottawa was the best team in the East. I'm not a huge fan of Paul Apolise, but I respect him as an offensive coordinator. I think he's going to do good things. Nick Arbuckle is going to be more successful in Ottawa than he ever would have been in Edmonton. Okay, so here's a perfect example in my mind of a guy being anointed too early. Okay, so he was in he was in Calgary he was in Calgary for two years. Okay, but before he was in Calgary for two years. He got cut for two years. He was cut twice in Calgary. Yep. And the only and the only reason he made Calgary's team in his third attempt was because Andrew Buckley retired, and he was the next one. And then and then he got to play games when Bowley by Mitchell got hurt, and he played. I think he started okay. five games and he started five games and played in the sixth, and he won most of them. And then all of a sudden, he's a starting quarterback for another team because they gave him big bucks. Toronto. And he went to Toronto. Toronto, but then he got traded to Ottawa. Okay, or sorry, he got no, no. He signed with Ottawa, then he got traded to Toronto, and right. Toronto took. And Toronto took, uh, what's his face, from Winnipeg? Nichols. Matt yep. Nichols. So, Matt Nichols. And then Matt Nichols went, went from, to then he went from Ottawa. Then he went from Toronto to Edmonton. And now he's gone from Edmonton to Ottawa. Wow. Back to Ottawa. So, so... Is he a career backup is he, or is he a starter? Once again, once again, Will's most favorite asked question, is it the system or is it the player? Sometimes it can be both. Yeah. Sure, Kim. 
But not, Matt or Nick Arbuckle has not found really any success since leaving Calgary. No, he has not. And so, in reality, maybe maybe uh, Dave Dickinson is the quarterback whisperer because he has he had Ryan Dinwiddie in Toronto, and Ryan Dinwiddie traded him. So. And I'm sure Ryan Dinwiddie was the guy who pushed for him to go to Toronto. So, but that doesn't mean Dinwiddie traded him. True that. He's the coach, not the GM. Mm-hmm. And in reality, in reality, Nick Arbuckle was the starting quarterback in the only meaningful game Winnipeg has lost in the last two years. That's that's true. That's correct. That's true. So, yeah, as a Toronto Argonaut, he beat Winnipeg Blue Bombers early in the season last year. Yep. I, I think he's going to be do okay in Ottawa. Is he? Is hey, you know what? Be right away? No. I hope he's successful because I, I actually like the guy. I like the guy as a player, and, and I wish he was successful. Yeah. Okay. So, it, it, I, I think he's going to do okay in Ottawa. I think Ottawa is going to be okay. I still think Ottawa is the strength of the Eastern Division, as sad as that is. Um, I don't but think this can't. next couple. Go ahead, Charles. I just can say, can they be with Arbuckle as quarterback? Well, they didn't win any games with Jeremiah Mazzoli, so fair enough. Right. True story. And yep. and you know they are what four and zero or sorry zero and four right now. Yep. Yep. They are two points out of first place. Yep. Oh, don't get me started okay. on the East again, please. <laughs> they are two points out of first place. That is sad. They are four points away from a Pathetic. Bye. Why do these coaches still and have jobs? Well, Kahari Jones does not. Yeah, but that's the guy who should still have a job. He's the only one there that should still have a job. Actually, I don't think uh, you can blame this on Orlando Steinauer, but maybe, maybe not. He's one of the least talked about people right now. Oh, baby, he's got a – he's got a – he had a good team the last two years, and and it's turned to shit. So – you can't blame that on a coach. They lose the this week, they could find them. If they lose this week, he could find himself on the chopping block. I, I don't. I don't know if they would. If they would fire an Orlando Steinhauer. I. I think he's kind of so. like. I think he's kind of like uh, Mike O'Shea in Winnipeg. They they're gonna give yeah. him enough rope to hang himself, and it's gonna take five he, or six he, or seven years. He took him to the Grey Cup two years in a row. Yeah, he did. He did. You know, yeah, he hasn't finished. But, you know, 
he lost some key components last year, and what did his GM get him back? Yep. You're right. You know, it, 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 it's hard to it's hard to be successful when you're not giving the right players. Sure. But <clears throat> Paul Apolise in Ottawa, they lose another game. Well, Is he in the hot seat? I don't think so. I think Ottawa is going to Not, do the same thing. I think Ottawa is going to do the same thing Winnipeg did. They're going to stretch it out. Because once again, I mean, you can see in the past, firing the coach all the time is not necessarily the answer. It's not. Okay. But and, and what would you change in Ottawa? Teams do it symbolically to, so they show the fans they're trying to do something. Yeah, that, that's correct, Charles. That's what they do because he can't fire all 58 players or 52 players. Yep. So, so 52 players. I, I just don't think, I don't think, you know, um, Ottawa got good enough over the offseason. I mean, they did improve their quarterback somewhat, but I've never been a Mazzoli fan. Okay? They did. Oh. They did improve their their offensive line significantly, but a lot of those guys are hurt now. Yeah. Okay. Now. You yeah. you Cam from from Calgary, he's a great offensive lineman. I think he played two games and now he's hurt for a while. So, you know. So yeah, I think you got to give the- La Police another year. The only thing that I would do would be to force him to hire an offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's always been your pet peeve. I know that. He's a rookie head coach, or at least was last year. Or is he this year? No, last year. Rookie because he hasn't done it in 10 years. Right. Make him concentrate on being a head coach. Why is he concentrating on being an offensive coordinator? Well, he can't wear two hats. He Even the best can't wear two hats, and he's not one of the best. That it, it needs to happen. Even even yeah. Dickinson and Calgary finally admitted to it and, and got an offensive coordinator. Okay, moving on. I, I, this, uh, why the fuck is this even here, Charles? Uh, Not it? a sl- slow news day. Toronto Argonauts linebacker Enoch Mwamba absolutely envisioned the CFL team in Atlantic Who Canada. Who cares? He's a fucking football player. He can't envision oh, oh, anything. Wait, wait. It gets better. If you've listened to the waggle once this year... This guy's no. an idiot. He's an idiot because he's the he's the permanent guest coach or guest host on on the Waggle now. And him and him Enoch and Enoch Mwamba. Yes, yes. How is that possible? Well, it's possible. Him and uh, the other guy on the Waggle, I can't remember his name. Like it's it's it's. I'm sorry, I can't. I, I've listened to it two or three. It's like Dumb and Dumber. Okay. It's it's pathetic. 
I actually haven't wa- listened to the waggle since Sabowski and Sanchez were on it. Correct, and neither That's one when of them it was were on good. it anymore. It was good. Absolutely, it, it I good. used to always listen to it. I used to always listen to it, and now you got Hinoch Mawamu, who's a fuck. Just don't even get me going. It's ruined the show in my mind. How how can a football player on the Toronto Argonauts be open-minded about other teams and talk about it on on on, on the radio? I'm telling you. What? And and the scary the scariest thing is, Kinok Mawamba thinks he's smart. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. Okay. Let's go over here because we're not going to talk about this. Charles, you want to talk about Enoch Mawama? Cause no, I don't care. Diversity is strength in the CFL thing here. It's important. It's important. Okay. Oh, look. Look at this. There's an article on CFL.ca, and the headline says, CFL, CFLPA committed to zero tolerance on racial discrimination. Hmm. It's not a big article. The CFL and the CFLPA released the following joint statement that the two organizations jointly committed to a policy of zero tolerance of any form of racism or racial discrimination and signified their commitment in writing during the last round of the collective bargaining. We have agreed to strengthen our commitment with urgency by agreeing to further define and agree on all issues arising from the joint commitment so both the CFL and the CFLPA and through them, the entire professional Canadian Football League community will have clarity and certainty moving forward. That was released today. Well, if a racial slur gets you one game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at some of the comments. That sounds they like zero tolerance. They, they better define zero tolerance, as recent actions sound like it's much tolerance. Uh, I'm confused. Zero tolerance means none. Sorry, saying zero and not having zero means you are tolerant to some of your some or all discrimination. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I don't know how that can happen, but I, I was actually looking for something on there, and I don't know what it was now. Oh, yeah, I'm looking for their uh, their power rankings because it's pretty important. They're not important. They're power rankings. This and that, that and this, this and that. Load more. Where are they? Do you have them? I want to compare the power rankings of the league uh, to Sparky's. 
Who's uh, the league power rankings? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see if we can't find those. Or, or, should just, uh, or should we just compare them to Belton Johnson's? Because that's they're, they're do it that way funny. too. I like Belton Johnson's power rankings. They're always funny. Saskatchewan's at the top. Why is that? How is that possible? Rudy, what do you want? You just posted something. What did he have to say? He probably put his picks in. No, maybe not. No, he didn't. Not yet. I'm sure he will. He just wanted to find out what we were going to do. Maybe we should have the thing that he has to put them in before the beginning of the show instead of before the end of the show. Actually, can we just end the show real right now when he can't get them in? <laughs> uh, I Only got eight minutes. Them. Where are they? I know. Hmm, I can't find the power rankings. I know. I'm going to use the search engine. That might work. Maybe they haven't done them yet. No, I sure have seen them. Is that possible? Well, let's go over to Let's Talk CFL and see if they have them there because Let's Talk CFL has everything because it's the best CFL group there is. And I don't remember seeing them. Did you see the announcement from from the Riders? Brilliant comeback, Rudy. You got me. What did Rudy say? I don't know. They're talking about something. I don't think uh, there's power rankings out anything. Yeah, as I've seen a couple of power rankings. I saw I saw Sparky's and I saw a normal one as well. I'm not I, saying Belton's things aren't got normal him for him. Yeah. Um. Okay, anyhow, let's talk about Sparky's power rankings because we've only got six minutes to go. Um, Sparky has done, a, he's our, our, like our statistician, so, so to speak, for our Let's Talk CFL podcast, uh, Steve Sparksman, and uh, he has put a mathematical formula, which in my opinion still needs tweaking, uh, but no emotion, no bias, no nothing. These are the power rankings for week five of the 2022 CFL season. In top spot, we have Winnipeg. Undisputable leader of the uh, CFL, correct? Anybody? Can we argue? Yep. Nope. Not a chance. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next one is the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, can't do that. The two undefeated teams there at the top. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Sparky's thing has Saskatchewan in third place. I personally would still have BC there. Me too. And Saskatchewan lost to Montreal. BC lost to the best team in the CFL. Right. Okay. That's my position. Now, BC got a a little shit kicking, but then Montreal played a, a number on Saskatchewan, if I remember correctly. 
It wasn't a close game. Nope. He then has – what were you going to say, Will? I don't know why Winnipeg – or sorry, why Calgary moved ahead of BC when they haven't played each other. I don't have a problem with that. They're an undefeated team. They are doing that. I think the strength of yeah, Calgary but, is, is yeah, there. I, I, I don't have an issue. Yeah, well, I, I do. I would like to see them play each other. I really do. I want that to happen now. Well, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, it's, it's coming. It's not coming soon enough. But, you know, and, and I appreciate that. But I, at, if we have two undefeated teams in the league, which we do, I think they should be the two top teams. Okay. Until somebody until somebody puts them in their place, how can we argue with that? Okay. Oh, I agree. Here's where it gets a little yep. here here's where it gets a little sketchy for me. Uh, Montreal is next. Now I think Saskatchewan should be dropped at least one position, if not two. BC should be up one position. And I would almost put Montreal up one position. But let's not say that, okay? Let's just leave it the way it is. I still think flipping Saskatchewan and BC would be valid. In, in fifth, sixth place, two, four, six, sixth place, he has the Edmonton Elks. How the how hell are they Edmund, that high? How do they get higher than Toronto, Ottawa, or Hamilton? Now, I understand that Edmonton hasn't won a game, nor has Ottawa or Hamilton, but Ottawa lost two games to Winnipeg and one to BC. And they were good close games. They were good hard-fought games. They were not blowouts by any means. Ottawa could have won any one of those three games, or all three games for that matter. There's no way in hell that Ottawa's going to be down at the bottom. Now, take into consideration that they lost their quarterback, and that does set them back a little bit. Granted, but it doesn't put them down at the bottom of the list. Now, yes, Ottawa and Hamilton are both undefeated, and they're down there at the bottom, but Edmonton is undefeated as well, and they're up much higher. I know Sparky's got some formula on this one. It's sacks, turnovers, points, yards, time of possession, all sorts of things. And uh, quite frankly, uh, I don't know how. Yeah. It's I, so I don't, confusing I, I don't to me. Understand. You know, I'm looking at the stats here that Sparky gave out, and he says that, you know, for Montreal's got one, 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 one right across the board. Edmonton's got 0. .75, .75, .75 right across the board. And then Toronto has one, 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 one right across the board. And then Ottawa, I don't get it. I, 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 don't, I, I don't understand his math. I really don't. Okay, whoa, hang on. I think we're running out of time here. We are. Uh, blog talk. Here we are. Oh, 50 seconds left. We got lots of time here. We can close off the show. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 495. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. Um, sorry about the start on this game, but we did what we had to do and we got on it. Uh, 
everything's great. We'll see you next week after four good games this week. Uh, Charles, say good night. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this weekend's games, and we'll talk to you next week. And, Willie, you say good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Go, Stamps, go. It's time to continue with your undefeated oh. records. Hang on. Before we leave, we we got 10 seconds left. Uh, this is Touchdown Atlantic this week with the Saskatchewan-Toronto game being in Moncton, Yippee. I think it is, isn't it? Yes. Yippee. Big deal. Who cares? We're gone. <laughs> Bye now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.